Today's sponsor is Audible.com, who has more than 180,000 audiobooks and spoken word audio products. Get a free audiobook of your choice at www.audibletrial.com slash Trending Topics with BB. Hello and welcome to another rousing edition of Trending Topics with BB. I am your humble host, Brooke Brown, hence the BB. Yes, we are back with new episodes of 2017. I know it has been a while since I last spoke to you via this podcasting platform, but we are hoping, well we, I say me and my guests, are hoping that we can make this year another grand year after 2016, of which we had some great episodes. Before I get into what this episode is about, I do want to get the housekeeping, as I call it, out of the way. Uh, If you have not logged on to bbmediaindustries.com, why not? Um, That is where the That's really the the company, BB Media Industries LLC, is the company that this podcast is actually under. Um, But if you don't want to do that uh, and you just want to follow the podcast, please follow the podcast. Uh, We are on uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, Twitter and Instagram, uh, it is known as TT with BB. And then on Facebook, it's Trending Topics with BB. Uh, Look it up. Uh, You will find episodes, information, all the goodies that you will. And that reminds me, if you are subscribed to the podcast or you haven't yet subscribed to the podcast on iTunes, please leave a comment after leaving a preferably good rating, four or five stars, uh, to help this podcast be found by other listeners in the iTunes iOS realm. And the same goes for all you Android users that use Stitcher. Please leave a favorable rating and comment to help other listeners find this podcast on that platform. All right, enough of the housekeeping. So in my crazy time since we last uh, had an episode, I've been busy with my day job, uh, been busy meeting people. Anyway, long story short, uh, a new friend of mine has uh, is very passionate about natural health and what we can do as people to cure things that are shown to be not able to be cured, but really in reality, if we do a little bit of research, uh, we can definitely find cures as well as remedies to cure these ailments or make us feel better, whatnot. You get the gist of where I'm going. Uh, His name is Marcus DeMarco, and, um, well... I'll just let you uh, hear his passion about natural health in the conversation that we had on this podcast. So without ruining any more, here is the conversation with Marcus DeMarco. Okay, so let's just start from the beginning. When did you first start feeling that you needed to get into natural health? Well, it was back in high school, so... Mm, probably, I guess, 12 years ago now, 13, 14 years, something like that. So I just started, um, just, you know, started researching things on the internet. Like, um, you know, I was kind of a hypochondriac at first, just kind of like worried that I had, that I got AIDS or that I got mad cow disease or something. I would just kind of look up symptoms I had and 
get freaked out by whatever the internet told me the symptoms were. <laughs> so. Yeah. Well, you mentioned hypochondriac, but did, did anything specific happen to you or your family or a friend that put you in kind of an idea that you needed to look into natural health? Well, yeah, I mean, you know, I was, you know, kind of smart and stuff. I would just kind of look a little too deeply into things. Like I'd get cut at the barber and then I'd hear a story about how somebody got AIDS from being, you know, cut at a barber or something like that, you know. So just little things would just... It went straight to AIDS? There was no like, oh, maybe this was <laughs> HIV and then AIDS? Or... Oh, yeah, of course, <laughs> just HIV, kidding. yeah. <laughs> no, but so it you just kind of were getting scared. Now, did you already have like a preconceived notion um, where people were already starting to get scared of like the whole big pharma before? Hmm. Or was it just simply <laughs> ways to feel better? Right. Um, before? Well, for me, some of it was like weight loss and, you know, body image, things like that. Um, so there's that but also i remember looking into things like i remember seeing something about um like homogenization of milk was bad so that that kind of i don't think it was probably true what i was reading but they were talking about like factor x or something in milk that makes it bad for the heart and they were talking about homogenization so yeah i mean there was definitely things like that where or like microwaves too, or like, you know, drinking soda, things like that, where it was kind of me kind of figuring out that things weren't quite right and stuff. And, uh, and I was also helping my parents because my mom would have, you know, it's, it's been a long time, but I think it was like kind of like PMS type symptoms. So I got her on red clover and my dad was having prostate issues. So I, made up some um what is it called saw palmetto olive oil extract he never ended up taking it i don't think but before we get into that mm -hmm. for those that don't understand a word you just said uh -huh. kind of break it down for us non-chemically yeah, okay. yeah so even then i was starting to realize that herbs could be used like different herbs like when people hear a lot about, you know, when people hear about, the, you know, the word herb and health, they obviously think of, like, the health benefits of marijuana or things like that, cannabis. But there's so many herbs out there. You know, there's, I, I don't even know how many to say, hundreds of thousands, you know, of herbs, like uh, medicinal herbs. So, and they all have uses for certain conditions or killing certain types of bacteria, etc. So... When it comes to natural medicine, one of the biggest, what well, the biggest thing is just herbs. So, you know, when I was talking about red clover or soft palmetto, those are just, just various herbs, you know, that have been known for centuries to help with certain conditions and stuff. Okay. So, basically, it was from your own worries to your family's worries mm -hmm, mm -hmm, yeah. that really started you in natural health. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then what was it later, like into adulthood that, you know, you were studying, I don't know, say in college that you were like, I could really help people with my knowledge or. 
Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, so I started out as a physics major because I had a telescope and I was really into, you know, looking at the stars and the nebula and moon and all that. Um, but, you know, I, at that point I was still really, it was hard for me to decide on a major because it was like, okay, it was going to either be philosophy or physics or what was I thinking, like maybe biology or chemistry. I don't remember exactly. Or nutrition, I think, was one of the options. So I ended up doing physics just because it was kind of kind of a prestigious thing. I mean, it was, yeah, it wasn't, uh, um, I don't know. But uh, I ended up doing that, but I dropped out, and then I picked up nutrition. So, yeah. So I've always wanted to help people. Um, it's just a matter of how exactly you need to go about that. But, yeah, as far as nutrition... I've been into it, you know, because I I think I I like lost I lost a lot of weight. I lost like from one seventy to one twenty six in high school. So what is that? Thirty. That's forty, like forty five pounds about. So and I did that mostly with like just eating a lot of granola. <laughs> like one of my friends was like one of my friends told his parents that oh Marcus. Like, they were like, how did Marcus lose so much weight? And he's like, oh, he just ate a lot of granola. And they're like, oh, that's like horse food. <laughs> so it was kind of funny. But, um, but yeah, I just ate a lot of granola and worked out and stuff and ran a lot. So. Yeah, which is awesome. But what mm-hmm. are you, you going to say to all of us people that are normal? And even if we do change up our diet as drastically, mm-hmm. we might mm-hmm. not see the results that you saw right. as fast i mean we're all different yeah, yeah, absolutely so what do you say to those that are looking for a change and maybe what they've already tried is not quite working right in that aspect yeah um well you know it's all about the current mentality you know we're talking a lot about the past and stuff but my current mentality is it's all about finding the root cause just trying to find the root cause so um that's that's what it's about, you know, whether that's a psychological thing, which I'm not too big into that. I think that psychological actually comes from physical. And I think one of the biggest, you know, it sounds probably a little crazy, but there is a lot of scientific research showing that bacteria in the gut, you know, there's a lot of research showing that bacteria in the gut <clears throat> can actually affect the psychological state. You know, so like depression anxiety, um, cravings, food cravings. Like they found that certain types of gut microbes can activate cannabinoid receptors. So kind of giving people munchies, giving people that, you know, the feeling of kind of being high on marijuana and that's just from gut microbes. So, so that's my kind of my current focus is just cause I'm seeing so much about microbes. Um, affecting health, affecting the mind and everything. And at the same time, I'm also finding that a lot of the herbs, you know, that they've known for centuries, <clears throat> you know, like Chinese herbs and, you know, Ayurvedic herbs and all this, I'm starting to find out that these are actually like antibacterial herbs. And like a lot of the ways that they actually work is by killing these microbes. So that's that's one of the reasons why people don't gravitate towards herbs as much as I feel they should, they go more towards pharmaceuticals, is because they don't understand how exactly herbs would work. 
and what I'm kind of finding out is that a lot of the ways that these herbs work is actually in killing these microbes, these detrimental microbes. Right, and so do you think it also has a lot to do with pressure in society because we are, in a way, I don't want to say controlled, but more Mm -hmm. influenced by pharmaceutical industry, the pharmaceutical industry, Mm -hmm. as opposed to doing herbs and natural health because there's kind of like a, I don't don't want to say taboo, but kind of feeling like if you're doing the herbs, you're a hippie and you're like weird and you're <laughs> right. into like weird shit. Right. But in reality, you're actually like crystals and yeah, you know what I mean. Like <laughs> yeah. some people might. And and do you also believe too that people when they think? I mean, you already mentioned that they already think herbs in terms of like marijuana, and so right. people are like definitely want to go to that first right yeah, now. I mean, so that's like what, the first thing I say when I talk about herbs using herbs for health. They think about marijuana. I mean. So that's a it's a big stigma already. They're like, oh, you're you must be a stoner because you use herbs for your health or something. So right. So with the conversation of recent years, politically has turned to making marijuana legal, right? As opposed to just like med- for medical reasons, right? Is that do you think if if the first step in making the laws change for that to be legal, do you think people would be more accepting of herbal cures and natural health like yourself or do you think it's more of an underground movement right now as you've been in it for 12 years now doing your Mm -hmm. own thing and helping people and and the people that are wanting to learn more about Mm -hmm. natural cures yeah so i mean if i don't hit on all of that you can come back with another question but i'm kind of torn because do I think cannabis could be a good medicine? Yeah, probably. Um, do I think it's the be-all, end-all? Definitely not. I mean, especially for cancer, I feel like I feel like we could get to the root cause. I mean, I think that cannabis is a great antioxidant, you know, when taken internally and stuff. So as more of like an edible as opposed to the recreational yeah, use? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I think... From the feeling I get from the research, I haven't really looked into it a lot recently, but the feeling I get is that the beneficial effects of smoking marijuana basically just cancel out the negative effects. Is kind of the way I see it. <clears throat> but definitely taking it internally. Well, what do you say to those pro-cannabis people right now that are so pro that say, no, it has to do with the strains that are available in certain parts of the world the and all that? The strains worry me. The strains worry me because I feel like Monsanto did the uh, Agent Orange in Vietnam. They made Agent Orange the thing that killed all the herbs. Mm-hmm. Or it killed the, the forest so that they could, you know, they could find the hiding people there. But then all of a sudden, at around the same time, there was like Thai stick coming up and then a lot of these strains came. So it's like, and Monsanto is the genetically modifying company. So it just feels, to me, it feels like maybe Monsanto's behind a lot of the strains. I don't know, but I'm a worried. I'm a little worried about it. Okay. I mean, when I think of herbal remedies, it's like the natural plant. You know, like let's take the hemp plant for example. You know, do more of an extract, a whole plant extract of hemp you know so it's more 
CBD rather than THC. And I think, I think it's pretty well established that CBD is the actual medically valuable component of marijuana anyway, as opposed to THC. So, so you think, do we need to legalize cannabis, or do you think that people just need to be more educated and understanding herbal remedies is a possibility? Yeah, I mean, and I, like, straining away from always going to the influence that pharmaceuticals have brought. Right. Um. I don't really feel that cannabis helps the herbal movement that much because it feels like it makes people too focused on that one plant where that, you know, there's, like I said, thousands of plants out there. You know, so I feel like our focus needs to be on all of it, not just one plant. So I feel like the focus on that plant is a little detrimental to herbs, you know, to, to natural medicine because it's like, oh, if that one plant doesn't help me, then herbal remedies don't work, you know. So I feel like... I feel like I feel like what needs to happen is we need to know how herbs are working. You know, we have the ancient knowledge, we have the, you know, all of this. Is it because do you think maybe I just got this thought, but do you think mm-hmm. maybe it's also the stigma comes from when we're growing up learning history mm-hmm. about certain cultures and right. nationalizations and we come across different rituals that different Right. Cultures have yeah, absolutely. It may it's you know that's why there's such a divide between Western and Eastern you know civilization. Do you think it's because the stigma comes from that, and then that mm-hmm. fed uh, once pharmaceutical companies were you know established, or do you so do you think the stigma comes from just the way we're taught about history mm-hmm. and what's Probably. available as opposed mm-hmm. to really the influence that pharmaceuticals have on society? Yeah, well, to, t- to touch on the first point, um, you know, we're kind of taught to think, oh, you know, like shamans were the herbal healers and stuff, and they were crazy. And But I, I don't know how much of that's true or not, but, um, you know, but people have been kind of, you know, greedy throughout history. So I think what a lot of the shamans did were... Um, they just made their practice to be exclusive. You know, they kind of were like, oh, bring me bring me the ants of this tree or something. And it's more of kind of a... You know, they had the herbs that, would, that they knew would help them. But it's kind of like they didn't really want them to know exactly how they were curing them. It's the same thing with kind of like modern medicine. It's like, we can cure you, but you have to get the medicine from us. You know, it's kind of making it exclusive. So I think shamans in the old days kind of made it exclusive too. Like, like they would know what, what would help people, but they wouldn't just tell them exactly what would help. They would kind of make them go on this kind of journey. But um, yeah, so a lot of it, a lot of it has to do, I think, with the way we're taught. Like, as far as the mainstream, I mean, what we're taught is like, oh. You know, in the old days, they use herbs, but now we have science and we have chemistry and we can make new molecules that are better and stuff. So we're definitely taught that, but at the same time, there's this knowledge that, oh, you know, we get a lot of the pharmaceuticals just from plants. 
you know so well I mean if that's the case then why can't we just use the plants themselves and it would be like free compared to pharmaceuticals and another thing is how much um, just sway they have in society it's like the whole government structure and insurance companies and everything make it so that you you only pay three dollars for your prescription but the pharmaceutical companies get like 30 or 40 bucks from all the insurance and government subsidies and all that so it's just it's that's really bad for competition because if the pharmaceutical industries can make so much just on being subsidized by government stuff then how can herbal remedies compete even though the herbal remedy would be maybe five bucks you know but the pharmaceutical drug is three bucks but the pharmaceutical company is getting like 30 or 40 bucks you know so it's like it makes it unfair you know what i mean because i mean i've had a lot of customers tell me that oh i would be buying your products but i don't have enough money and the pharmaceutical drug is only like three bucks to fill my prescription you know so right but don't kind of touch on that for those that mm-hmm. know don't know that you have your own natural health business mm-hmm. um so to touch on that in terms of even though the price varies a little ba- based on that wouldn't you think that the the next part of the movement i guess would be mm-hmm. to convince people that it's worth that extra money up front because you're getting mm-hmm. A safer, healthier product yeah, than sure. whatever uh, a pharmaceutical company could think of, knowing right. that the pharma- pharmaceutical companies have so much power and right. money that they could just say they're giving you this, but it mm-hmm. could be something completely different, which could be actually harming you in the long run. Yeah, absolutely. Which is why they have so many, plus, like the whole placebo effect, where they'll give mm-hmm. a drug to two people, tell them that they're taking the same thing. And sometimes right. the one person who's not just taking like a water pill right. has better results than the person actually taking the real medication right. mm-hmm. because it's such a psychological thing. Right. Mm-hmm. So do you think we need to convince people to a little, be a little bit more educated or at least open-minded to mm-hmm. the fact that, of what they're actually putting in their body to Absolutely. begin with? I mean, that's, that's the first step. The first step is people researching what they're taking, you know figuring out all you know it's one thing to see the side effects but it's kind of like oh the risks or the rewards outweigh the risks when you when all you're caring about is side effects but but really learning about how it works you know learning about the molecules like a lot of these drugs have fluoride molecules in it in the structure they've got nitrogens um which can cause oxidation so for those that yeah, Arch sorry, this is really... Chemically. Chemist-type stuff. To break it down for yeah, those... To, to, to get more... Um, let's see. Um, so, well, I, mean, I mean... You can look at... You can look at, you know, people... Just a lot of a lot of things that help people to figure this stuff out is, you know, go into support groups. You know, like, let's say you're taking benzos. Look for benzo support groups. Or, you know, if you're taking antidepressants, like a certain antidepressant drug, you can... Google, you know, whatever antidepressant drug, you know, like Zoloft support group or, you know, people who have negative, you know, reactions to Zoloft or, you know, things like that. There's a lot of people out there talking about 
um, the problems that these drugs cause. And I mean, I think that's the first step is you like the first step really is you have a problem from the drug and you find out that so many other people are having that problem. And then you're like, if everybody's having this problem, why is this drug just like doctors recommending it? You know, <laughs> if it's causing so much issue. So that's, I think that's how a lot of people come to natural health is they're like, first of all, is there a natural alternative? That's what a lot of people are looking for. Is there a natural alternative to what I'm taking? But that's a great first step. And But the way you have to understand natural medicine is a little different. It's like, because pharmaceutical drugs, you'll take it, and maybe it'll take a week to kick in or something, you know, after dosing up and stuff. But it basically makes your problems go away, is the way pharmaceutical drugs work. But natural medicine, if you're doing it right, there are some herbs that act like pharmaceutical drugs and they kind of just make your problem go away and you might be able to use it a lot like you could use a pharmaceutical drug. One of those would be, um, you know, maybe marijuana could do that. Um, another one was, there was this one, this one herb that was really good for pain that they just made illegal. I can't remember what it was called, but people were using it kind of like to treat their pain and they could just take it and their pain would be you know it was, it was like a pain drug but they made it illegal because people were using it like that but um but in general most of the time herbs will give you what's called a detox reaction uh it's called a herxheimer reaction but what's happening is um a lot of times the problems are caused by bacteria and to kill, to, to cure the problem, you know, quote, cure the problem, you would need to kill off that bacteria. But a lot of the bacteria take, these are chronic infections that take months to kill off. So as you're killing it off, these bacteria that are dying are releasing toxins, giving you headaches, um, kind of making your head feel like pressure, maybe migraines things like that so you get what's called a detox a detox reaction so it's different than a pharmaceutical um, in a pharmaceutical you're covering over the problem but in proper natural medicine you're attacking the problem it's like a war it's like a battle you're fighting against the microbes or whatever that are making you sick or whatnot so it's a little different and you know people will take sometimes they'll take my products or something and it'll make them feel worse at first, so they'll stop. But it's it's a fine line because obviously you don't want to be taking something that's really making you worse, that's really hurting you. But at the same time, it's probably not actually hurting you. It's probably um, just fighting these bacteria and you're getting these like negative reactions at first that will over time eventually go away and then your problem will be on. So it's just a little different way of medicine. It's I don't I can't think of an analogy to liken it to, but but yeah, basically instead of covering over the problem, you're digging the problem out. You're kind of attacking it and fighting it. So yeah, it's just a little different. So what do you think are the next steps? Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously there's a lot of us out here, and I put me in this because I you know, have my own medication that I take daily. 
mm-hmm. that was obviously doctor recommended. Right. Do you think that we just take our medications like this because the doctor said so? As opposed yeah. to actually like... <laughs> right. Because we're in such a crisis at the time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I did think of that. Mm-hmm. That we just go, okay, well, kind this of is... like a used car salesman tactic almost. <laughs> I guess. But do you think that's why pharmaceuticals have become so the norm in society as opposed to people actually researching other than like Mm -hmm. when they see commercials and all the side effects but like do you think it's because we're quick to I guess agree with not as degree but just quick with with whatever the doctor says because we're told at a young age listen to your doctor absolutely yeah and um like you said, you're in a crisis. When you go to the doctor, a lot of the time you're in a crisis, you know, so it makes you more susceptible to go along with what they tell you, you know. So, because there's no other, I mean, even if you get a second opinion, it's from another doctor. So, um, but when you take a step back and you look at the industry, you realize that the pens that your doctor has all have pharmaceutical names on them because the pharmaceutical companies come and groom them is one word or they butter them up you know like oh you know we have this new drug and you know we're we're doing you know research and that's another thing with the FDA because the FDA has very strict guidelines to be able to get a drug approved for like the medical community and everything but there's a, like a revolving door with the FDA and drug companies. So it's like, you know, people who have worked at the FDA then go work at drug companies or vice versa. So there's just, that's where all the money is and it's paying everybody's salary. So yeah. And you know, herbs, there's no money in herbs. That's why they don't, give herbs i mean if they could patent herbs and make it so you could only buy herbs through pfizer or something they would do it but thankfully our patent system won't allow that so um thankfully and unthankfully i mean it would actually be healthier but they would have monopoly on herbs which would be sucky but yeah so i think what you said was interesting i didn't really think of that as far as the crisis thing and and the doctors and that's another thing is you know the doctors aren't educated about herbs they don't even know they're not really even educated about vitamins and minerals that much you know they know that they exist but they don't really know that what you know what are symptoms to look out for you know for thiamine deficiency or magnesium deficiency you know a lot of a lot of things um, could be helped with thiamine or magnesium but doctors aren't trained to look for that i mean doctors are only really i mean when have they recommended something besides a pharmaceutical drug so i mean maybe some doctors say take vitamins or minerals but in general it's their mind is just the pharmaceutical drugs because that's what they were taught in school you know they were taught about all the drugs and all of the you know severe diseases and what drugs treat that and everything they weren't taught about herbs they weren't really taught much about they definitely weren't taught much about nutrition they weren't taught much about vitamins or minerals or anything like that so you know it's it's tough because 
people want to learn more about that and they want to talk to their doctor. Continue. Um, they want to talk to their doctor um, about these vitamins and herbs and stuff and how they'll interact with their medicine and things like that. But it turns out the doctor just doesn't really know much about that and they can't really help the person. So that's a big problem is then they're stuck in the middle between herbalists or natural health people and their doctors and it's going to conflict a lot. You know, like I have a a friend and a customer that I'm working with, um, you know, with kind of like gynecological issues and... You know, when I give a recommendation to her, she wants to talk to her doctor and check to make sure that everything will be good, right? But the doctor's like, don't do it. Don't do anything like that. And I'm like, well, I know this will help you and it's safe. You know, so it's just, it becomes really hard. It becomes really hard for people to to um, balance that and really what, it, really what has to happen from what I've seen. You know, maybe there's a better way, but... The person kind of has to pull back from the doctor, start doing their own research, start, you know, you can look up drug interactions, drug herb interactions on your own on the internet. So, I mean, you could type in, like, let's say some, uh, an herbalist or whatnot is recommending something. You can type that in and let's say, you know, you're still taking a pharmaceutical, you can type in your pharmaceutical, type in that herb, or you can just type in that pharmaceutical herb interactions just in Google and see if that herb is one of the things they can interact with. And, you know, you just have to realize that herbs are, in general, pretty safe. So, you know, if you're not taking too much of it, and you're not, you know, taking any of the known interactions, then, you know, it's going to be pretty safe. So, you know, it's just, it's really what it comes down to is we've outsourced our health to the medical establishment. We've made them the we've made them in charge of our health. And I think what needs to happen is we need to take that back, take the power back, be in charge of our own health. Because really, your doctor has so many patients, he only has a few minutes to talk to you. Do you really think that he cares? that much about your health, your body, like getting you in optimum health. No, he just cares about getting whatever done for you so he can go on to the next patient, you know? So it's like we need to really be in charge of our own health because nobody else is going to do it for us. So we need to go on online, research, try to find out the root cause of our problems. There's a lot of people trying to do that right now. Try to see what other herbs people are using for you know, those problems, and it could be other things than herbs too, um, you know, vitamins, minerals, you know, um, things like that, but, um, yeah, it's really, it's really about, if you have a problem in your body, you need to try to figure that out on your own, and, you know, the medical community, they're really good with, like, emergency medicine, so, I mean, I wouldn't recommend anybody, you know, try to, like in an emergency try to figure it out right away because it you know it takes time to figure things out but but you know it's a process and uh you just have to realize that um the only person who really can be responsible for your health is yourself so well said on that note we're gonna wrap this up 
So, uh, we mentioned that you have a business. Mm-hmm. Where can people find you online? So, naturehackerproducts.com. And that's kind of like a blog slash store. So, if you go to the health remedies tab at the top and you just scroll through, those are like all of the health remedies I have. And it's all open source. Um, I'm doing it to help people. You know, even ideally, you can make this stuff on your own. I have the recipes there. You can make it on your own. You know, um, I also have a full time job, so it takes me <clears throat> about a week to fulfill orders, but. Um, all the recipes are there you know I kind of give a background on it and you know I'll kind of I design the products to um, to fulfill certain goals you know like I'll have one that is made to chelate aluminum and fluoride from the body I have one that's um, made to kill certain types of bacteria like strep bacteria that can cause anxiety insomnia things like that so you know I kind of try to tune my products for a certain goal so it should be pretty easy to kind of see what what the product should do for you and stuff. So, and for those that are like, do you have social media? Do you have social media for your blog specifically? Um, I have a Twitter. I don't check it that much, but it's like <laughs> the Nature Hacker on Twitter. We're gonna fix that soon. <laughs> All right. So, I want to thank you for being my guest on the podcast, and I'm intrigued even more than I already was. Cool. Um, So, for all of you out there listening to this podcast, feel free to log on to his website and uh, hit us up at the pod, you know where to hit us up, and thanks again for tuning in, and until next time on Trending Topics with BB, we'll talk to you later. Bye.